Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Started. Jimmy Toscano is making noise and crunching up bags and eating as he is Just in time. as he's known to do. It is. Just keep me going. Do a spin. Do a spin too. You might as do well. A spin. A Celtics Woo! W. The Evan Fournier <laughs> era begins. We don't get many of those. The Evan Fournier era begins. The Mo Wagner era began, actually. Yeah. The comments are going to be blowing up with Mo Wagner hype as they were Literally. all day. Give me a Literally. break. We're all saying his name right now. Like, we all know him well. We're Let's all not be silly. Mo Wagner fans. Yeah. It's not us, it's them. It's, again, them is just no, a couple of people. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> I want to see it. If you're in the chat right now and you're a Mo Wagner believer, stand up. Outliers, Bobby. More the, money. The, the You're going to just see them. Yeah, look at it. It's already flowing in. It's the That's vocal it. minority is you know, what it is. Hey, you know that, that, meme, that, meme of, that meme of the guy walking with presumably his girlfriend, but he's turning around and he's like checking out that girl? You know that yeah. that one? <laughs> That's me. And I'm, I'm checking out Mo and I'm like, see a taco. Like that's that's what's going on here now. I thought you were going with Tice. That was, you know what, for you, tacos, that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. He already yeah, had taco, just butt fucked a moment on that on that drive, right? <laughs> oh my god, yeah. where he got wiped out. That was hideous. He's just like uh, Little did we know uh, his insertion was garbage time. I did I could not believe that fourth just faded away the way it did. Yeah, well, the Bucks didn't want to play anymore. Yeah, the second night of a back-to-back, you know, waiting for them, just like the Celtics do. You yeah, know? true, true. They're playing the Knicks tomorrow. Waiting for hey, the revamp the... Celtics. It was close to not being garbage time. Um, one deep three-pointer could have made that a six-point game, and very interesting. Yeah, but night. it was all about Giannis. It was like Giannis didn't have it the other night. He doesn't have it tonight. It's not happening. You know, he. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised he, he started waving the white towel that 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 soon though. Well, you know so what? We were talking. You scared her up. Talking about it all game. You scared her up. Gorman and Scal were talking about it all game. Like uh, Giannis just wasn't into it. Yeah, which I was surprised. I don't know what's going on because I expected the complete opposite of what we saw two nights ago. I thought the Celtics, because of that, the Celtics would be in big trouble no matter what. But that wasn't the case. 
Well, we're right, starting exactly. to see we're starting to see the basis of some real good defense with this team between these last two games. It's a good matchup oh, wait, for them. Wait, I mean, on, Bobby. I don't, I don't know, man. I really don't think last game was great on defense, but okay, go ahead though. I mean, for large stretches, they shut down Giannis or whatever. We don't have to go over that again. But tonight, we're going to completely agree. Phenomenal defensive performance. Probably the best of the year. Uh, they were connected. They were getting in passing lanes. Specifically that first quarter. Kemba got a steal. Brown had one. I think Rob had two early in that sequence. So they were just getting on transition, moving the ball, and they were all in a string on that end. And what sticks out to me most, and I know the story of this one's probably going to be Rob start moving into the starting lineup. Uh they don't have to drop him stories. the way they used to. And the way he's able to defend in space at this point is a huge bonus for that starting lineup because they can play the way they want to defensively. And that's going to be the story of this team going forward for the rest of this year now that they're going to be all wings instead of double big and some of this other nonsense they've been doing. Everybody well, can switch. Everybody can defend down in space. And it's going to make them a much better team. It's twofold, Bobby. Obviously, the defense, and again, Ainge said it today, you know, like he's our best defensive player. And I'm like, oh, obviously. But uh, we'll dispute that. But it's offensively, it, there's no, there's, it's not an accident that like uh, people were just freer um, yeah. to, 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 to just less pressure on them. Because again, that whole, you know, just pr that Rob presence, even though they just refused, they missed him on the roll a ton of times. He could have had quite a few in there. Um, but uh, who's putting up comments? Oh, did I just do that? Yeah, you did that, Jimmy. Oh, I, I mean, did. You access one time. <laughs> Look at that. Dude, Dude, just come out of town. Get that out of there. No, get that out. Of there. I didn't even do that. I was literally yeah. trying to read them. I'm like, limits now. But no, I was actually. Is this you? Is this you trying bad. to get back at Nick somehow for that time? Jimmy just um, joined John's dumb Kemba parade. No, but off on my part. Offensively, like how, my bad. How much more space did they all have out there, and how much more? Uh, did they have to roll? And again, it's a make-miss league. And again, they hit all their threes. Everybody looks great when all of those shots go. It is it is what it is. But I mean, everything looked better. I'm not going to attribute it all to Rob, but, you know, I mean, this way. Any concerns about Rob going against the other team starters, we can at least throw those out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially against if you Go ever ahead, actually sorry. believed that this year, I mean, we all believed that last year when he was barely playing and when he did. Well, play. some people believed it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Especially in the playoffs last year. I mean, that was that was fair. But I think over the last month or so, we've all been begging and saying, you know, put him in there. Let's see what he can do. We think that he can roll with these guys, but you have to actually throw him into the fire, throw him into the pool, whatever you want, whatever analogy you want to use, and see if he can swim. So. Uh, and he, he was swimming laps today. He was swimming laps in Giannis's head, in his brain. He was all up in it. I think that was part of the reason why Giannis was a little disengaged. I don't think he wanted to mix it up with Rob. I really don't think he did. He didn't want to end up on the other side of, of a yeah, block. Really believe that? Dunk. I do believe that. I do believe that. I don't think he. I don't think he had the energy to go up, to go at Rob tonight. And he just kind of floated around. I mean, he still hit his shots. He still he still dunked on Taco. Rest in peace. But again, that was see you, John. That was, um, you know, I think he saw Rob out of the game. He said, all right, I'm going to go get mine now. And then Rob comes in, and he goes back into his hole. That was the game That was the game I, I saw tonight. I think Rob had the upper hand. Rob was everywhere. Not to I mean, it's one thing to say, already. 
Yeah, no, no, no question. It's one thing to say that he he rattled them. I think that was evident, especially Giannis in, in certain stretches when he was getting really frustrated. I think he frustrated Giannis, but I don't know if Giannis is like scared of him. I don't I don't think he's like man. No, I, don't want I think that. Giannis no, maybe, is off with that knee or something. Hey. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't look himself. Yeah, I think the frustration just boiled over, but he was frustrated with himself. He's like, what's going on? What? Where are my superpowers? You know, that's the Giannis I saw. I don't know necessarily he was thinking to himself, man, I don't want to go back in there. Rob's going to embarrass me, you know. But obviously, Rob did a hell of a job. Incredible job. I mean, whether we're talking defense alone, just being at the right spot. You know, I thought one thing that stood out to me in that first quarter was just the way he closed out the perimeter. Just closed out a three-pointer. Hand in the face, you know, asked to box the guy out, even in front of the perimeter. I love that. You know, basic stuff. He wasn't. Obviously, mm-hmm. the pump fake didn't have him jump in, and he wasn't, you know, hesitate, hesitant and, and second-guessing himself, you know, defensively. Yeah, I mean, he, he clearly made a, a humongous impact. So, first off, I'm in full support of the move to start him, to move Tice. I was a big fan of the trade deadline and clearing out opportunities for these young guys because I thought that was one of many different directions they could go and things they could accomplish yeah, at that time. I just wish it was Tristan, not Tice, who went. But then Yeah, he- now you want to see Rob starting. All right. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, if, if Tice is here, you start Tice. If he's not in our Oakland A's scenario, no. look who's the starter. This is, this <laughs> is again, and this is the one thing I'm going to lose my mind over. Being... Before the game, what did Brad say? Well, Rob's going to get an opportunity tonight, but when Tristan comes back, we got to see. And then the most baffling comment before the game was Brad saying, Rob's more comfortable as a starter. I mean, as off the bench. As an off the bench. Well, he doesn't. He's never started. How can you say he's more comfortable off the bench? <laughs> How a good do you point. even know that's true? <laughs> How do you know that's true? Like, I was joking on our text thread. Like, I'm more comfortable in Massachusetts than Montana. But I've never freaking been to Montana. <laughs> I'll tell you this. You know, like, I was, yeah, you unbelievable. Know? Crazy. Absolutely. It's the that silliest comment. And again, it's, it's almost as silly Brad, as you don't even know the you don't know the other end of that. What are you talking you don't about? Know the other, there's no, you have no frame of reference. It's this it's this Rob no Williams rock that's entered people's brains. Whatever you know? yeah, we come up with what, what? every excuse in the book to not this guy. I don't understand it. It's a crazy. Oh, he's more comfortable starting with the hip and, and everything, he's more comfortable coming off the bench. And like, tonight he's threatening like a quintuple double at halftime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to do it, man. If this game was close, he might he might have pulled it off. <laughs> well, let me say this. He should continue to start when Thompson comes back. Uh, Thompson's going to have to earn his way back and in this rotation period, specifically with something we'll get to later when it comes to buyout centers and stuff like that that are floating out there. But he's proven it over a month now. He can defend in space. He's been a lot more reliable on the offensive end of the floor. And, John, you saw it again tonight. He can possess that ball in the post a little better now. He's either going to move it right out or he's going to be able to turn and dunk on guys. And you didn't see that second half tonight, but you have seen that in recent weeks. As a starter, I'm expecting some ups and downs, and I'm willing to live with that. I mean, tomorrow against Oklahoma City and Al Horford and all that, I wouldn't be stunned if it's a rougher game Is for that him. Al Horford plays? Yeah. So I actually thought this was going to be the tougher one for him. So big credit to him. This was an extremely hard matchup assignment, all that stuff. And he absolutely thrived. So this is what you want to see. Continue progression week in, week out. And it's been a straight upward line for him. It's not just Rob and a commenter just made it here. And I agree with this a hundred percent. And this is, this was my main Rob argument is 
you know, Bobby, you were saying it's easier for him coming in, playing against second unit guys. And mine was, I actually think he's going to play better and elevate the level of the starters. And again, it's not super fair to make that judgment on a night where they hit all their threes. Cause I'm not saying Rob Williams is the factor and the reason why, and if they don't hit all of them, it's harder to make that case. But I, I do believe he has, because of all the things that he does, it will make the starters better. No, you're right. Look at look yeah. at the rhythm they played with in those opening so minutes. Much have better. you have you seen a start like that all year from them? No, no, best yeah. start easily. So and people are aware of where he is all the time, and that's the difference. So, like, I think we got it in our own heads that well, Tice will occasionally shoot a three, and he creates therefore creates spacing. I think the spacing is much better with Rob because you have to account for him all the time, and it just free it, it just created much more space for these guys to operate. Um, and, and again, you're right that that first quarter, you could see it. They were just free and easy and getting better looks. It was just, and they, like I said, they had a ton of chances to hit them on the roll and they missed them. I think once they start to recognize that, cause again, the starters just aren't playing that often with them. You know I mean? You have some Tatum minutes with them, some smart minutes with them, but as a unit, they haven't really gotten a chance to, I think, I think it can really evolve from there. I think that's I think why so. I was so and, and honestly, yeah. Because they have to sag, Sorry, they got to, they got to, they got to chase him. They got to, they got to right. go with him. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say that. I was just add those two cents there. Go ahead, Jim. Gonna piggyback on what John said. I mean, Rob's out there. That energy is contagious. You just don't really see it with Tristan. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't try, but you just don't see it the same way. Rob's running up and down the court, flying around, getting his hands on on you know passes, deflecting out of bounds, diving. Practically out of running out of the gym uh, in the second half, trying to save that, uh, which he did save it. Uh, the ball was heading out of bounds, and he sort of back saved it in, and and I, you know, ended up back into the play on the other end. But he's just he gives you that extra little pep um, when he's out there. I think that sort of rubs off on the rest of the guys. He's sort of like a, you know he's like a energy you know breath of fresh air like with the energy. And I think they need that. I think they see that and they kind of feed off of it. The passing is, you know, you know, we talked about, you know, how good of a passer he is already as a big. And you know, the yeah, fact the passing that were, is outstanding tonight. Yeah, I mean, the fact talking about a triple double and he had zero points uh, goes to show you like the types of things that that he can do when he's out there. So you know, all credit to him for sure. I mean, I think he's every single time he's gotten an opportunity, he's run. It's an opportunity to start. Listen, I know Brad Stevens has excuse in the book not to put this guy in the starting lineup, but I I think he's run out of actual reasons to now. I think like Rob's just in the starting lineup. I can't imagine him not yeah, they, starting tomorrow. It's amazing how his hip got better just in time for him to start. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, it's been timing on that. Right, right it's quietly yeah, been it's, yeah, it's quietly not. been four weeks since he said that, John. I mean, it's not like time hasn't passed yet. I know, and but amazing, amazing, it just cleared up. Yeah, I still think that's the craziest take you've ever had. Um, that's actually is it crazy or is it's it not even remotely crazy? It's yeah, yeah. It's they made right. up an injury to play him less than he's had for two they years. Didn't make it up. They didn't make he, up the injury. They made he, up. He covered pain. not having played him by using the injury as the excuse for why he fair, didn't. Fair play. enough. And we yeah. all agree they need the rim protection tonight. The Bucks hit forty percent from three, which feels normal for them. But if you look at the two point percentage, that's where they completely fell off the map. And whether it was Giannis or others, I don't know if Giannis was afraid to go inside Jimmy, but th- he's a deterrent. And so was Taco. Let me give you an ounce of credit on that one, Jimmy. Taco came in and played well. 
I don't have any doubts about Taco being able to come in when needed when on a night like this where two centers are missing and being able to play well, which he did. I just don't think, as some go overboard, think that he's this missing uh, secret weapon that they haven't utilized and that when he, they put him in the game, Giannis and, and Bede are going to be neutralized. I mean, there's limits to what you can say about Taco, but what's completely fair is he's an NBA player at this point. He can go in there so and give them good minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised at what I'm hearing right now, Bobby. <laughs> you don't think he gave him good minutes tonight? I think they survived uh, his minutes. Garbage right? time minutes. Uh, you want to talk about garbage the first quarter? I can. We can get right into the first quarter if you want to do that because it was a disaster. The Duke didn't even <laughs> grab a rebounding board. sequence with yeah. Lopez. Yo, Taco. Yo, seriously, Celtics fans, listen to this one. Taco I was watching the game like Paul, this. Like literally <laughs> went out there and proved to every single you know for people who don't typically watch basketball. He went out there and proved to you that you could be seven, five, you could be eight feet. If you don't have the skill set to rebound, you won't be grabbing re any boards. And that's exactly what Taco demonstrated well, for everyone. He can't to see jump. He can't he can jump. jump the floor fast enough. And okay. the out, people just go over him. Like, it, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think he's there. Yeah, I know the possession you're talking about. That was I rough. To, I beg to differ, Bobby. I beg to differ. Oh, that was really rough. Yeah, now, it's listen, rough. I don't think he's let, quite there let, yet. I don't think let's he's obviously. Obviously, he missed some rebound. He missed some rebound opportunities there. Brooke Lopez is no slouch, or you know, I mean, like it, it's not. You know, he's right. a big dude. He's a professional. He's a he's a veteran. It's still not easy to go up and grab a board with him. I will say this: Taco had his hands up. He was altering shots. Yeah, that's what I saw. That. that doesn't mean he was yep. grab. He wasn't grabbing all the boards I wanted to see. Hand up. I thought that, you know, that was a tough look for my guy on that stretch that so kindly pointed out. But Brad went back to him and I thought he, I thought he, um, you know, the second stint in there was a little bit more effective. And Bobby said, and like I've been saying, this guy doesn't have to be relegated to just blowout game minutes at the, with the last minute of the game. He can come in for spurts on mismatched situations, maybe force the other team to make some, to make some, you know, roster or lineup moves that, typically wouldn't make during it during you know a time in the game and that's all he's, he's he's a he's a seven foot five you know cheat code in a way you just stick him out there points and see what happens don't leave him out there <laughs> no, for I don't 10 think minutes he, and, and have the i don't think he's a cheat code him. but he can hold his own that's all i'm saying I don't he know. Is a cheat I, I, because he's seven foot five that's like a literal code you put in a video game and you get like you get a yeah, the but the opposing game. teams. Yeah, the opposing teams know what to do. They swung him out to the yeah, outside he and put him in space. Pretty yeah. easily, right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm not begging for him to join the rotation. I'm just saying, on a night like this, we saw yeah. the Wizards game early in the year. He's come a long way. I mean, he wouldn't have been able to do this the beginning of his rookie year. So I, I do want to shout out Grant too, though. He played a good game. He's had a good series here, and with semi hurt and other wings out of the rotation now like green and others gone he's another young guy that's going to get some more opportunity here yep yeah they need it right i mean they, they need help all the help they can get at that four spot and yeah i mean shout out to green because he was playing like this before the before the trade right before the deadline yeah. came went better you know? he fell out of the rotation right so this yeah. is better this is better that's true he gave them yeah, 31 no, I mean, really good minutes tonight he was and i look i mean we knew he was going to play we said it beforehand i mean i you know this was with with no bigs outside of Rob, this had to right. be a Grant game. But they played a lot of, you know, if you, you know, they played, they played a lot of minutes together too. So I mean, he was out there quite a bit. Um, and they're a nice combo. They got good rapport. Yeah, 
and did so fine. I yeah, I, I hate Grant as a small ball five, but uh, it, it, he did the, the the minutes they had him out to, there tonight were were definitely useful. At Thirty yeah, I minutes, was, I mean, you know, I was surprised you didn't see some five, but when I think about Teague, Ojale, they were missing a lot of bodies tonight. And they didn't have the wings to work that small ball lineup that they probably are going to try out at some point here. They're going to do more five out. Steven said today they will. Uh, they for did, sure. I, I, this is so refreshing. The wing and Fournier, you can do yeah. that though. You know, it was easy to do it yeah. when you had Gordon, and you could easily do that when it was that that lineup was great there with the when you had Smart with Tice and the three wings uh, is you know I mean such a switchable lineup i mean and, and and so much size all over the place just a really tough lineup you for a guy who want to tank the season you sound awfully excited john <laughs> i don't i'm saying that gives you that flexibility there i in, in a perfect world i still think this team's a first round exit so you know the bucks, I don't know. The bucks came in tonight winning 13 or 14 no, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got what you meant, though. Yeah, I got you. What I'm saying is, if the Celtics miss the playoffs this year, it wouldn't That's be the John's worst. best case scenario. I would like, rather damn, the playoffs and be a first round. Right, you're bleak. You're I'd really rather dark. the playoffs and be a first round exit. And I'm still worried that this team's not a top four team, which means they're going to run into a buzzsaw in the first round. And if well, this is this is probably the team they want, right? I guess so, right? But I mean, you know, you certainly—if you don't climb out of seven or eight, and you go Philly or uh, Brooklyn, you're in a lot of—you're—you're in—you're—you're you're in some trouble. Uh, Bobby, yeah, you argued—you yeah. argued beforehand that they, you know, you think that they've passed the heat, um, you know, just with these acquisitions. I certainly don't think so. What? Uh, but you know, I guess make your case. So it's not about. Well, yeah, I, I think the additions of Miami have been vastly overrated, and they're going to play big roles on that team. I don't think those are the kind of guys you can bring in, and if it doesn't work well, you're just going to relegate them to the bench. Aldrich, you probably could. I, I underrated Bielitsa a little bit. That's going to be a good one for them. But Oladipo, I just think he's I think he's past his prime at this point with the injuries and years of struggle that he's gone through now. And it was a disaster in Houston. You can probably chalk up some of that to it being Houston and just a toxic environment. But physically, he's just not the same. And we saw it in Indiana early this year, too. If he's hitting his spot-up jumpers, he'll help them. But if not, um, to the Celtics' point, it's what I've been saying all night. They're going to open up more defensive flexibility. They have another rotation player who can eat 30, 35 minutes so they don't have to rely on deeper rotation guys. I think Ojale might be out of the rotation at this point if they're healthy, which is just such a huge win, huge flip. And I think stylistically, they're all going to be more comfortable and it's just going to be a 180 sentiment wise. I mean, look at just tonight, just that Rob insertion and better minutes from Grant. You don't even insert Fournier tonight. I can't wait for tomorrow and how this is going to look. So I'm not saying Fournier is well, the best player in the world. He just he just makes all of this glue together well, a little more comfortably. And Bobby, again, it's not an I told you so situation, but I mean, in the beginning of the year when they signed Tristan and well, you know, we were like, uh, any way, and again, there, there might not have been one, but that that wing was so obviously the biggest need and has been so obviously the biggest <clears throat> issue with them all year long. So of course... Fournier positionally is what you want. And every time we were looking at a trade target, we're only talking about wings. And we were talking about Barnes being 90% of what Hayward is. Fournier is going to supplement what Hayward gave you. And the Celtics clearly were at their best when they had that type of lineup there because that's the type of ball that they want to play, the type of defense they want to play, the type of offense. It allows he could really be a Hayward light. He really it, could. 
Sure. It'll exactly. It allows them to play the way they want to play way more than now and takes the heat off of these guys, Tatum and Brown, where they don't have to carry the carry the load. And you're right. It's going to knock semi minutes back. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what else happens there at the wing, though. I if nobody steps up and I Romeo, I know, Jimmy, you don't want to hear it. He is coming back next week. Uh, at this point, you're going to need something from him because despite the fact that I keep lobbying for Neesmith minutes, I can't watch that guy play basketball anymore. I can't do it. Yeah, it it makes my eyes bleed. Those open looks, yeah, you, you, you crazy. You don't like you don't you don't like anyone less than than Neesmith. It's Kemba's hard. Re- I think oh, he likes hard. Kemba less than Neesmith. I like no. Kemba. I just don't like thirty-seven million dollars of Kemba. I just don't. Poor Neesmith, man. Oh, let's see one of those guys. Does he look? Ne- does somebody tell me something that, that about him that isn't going to depress me? He looks like he looks a little lost out there, and by a little, I mean a lot. Like yeah. that one, that one picture you tweeted that we all saw was when he runs, <laughs> he runs to the elbow. He ran next to like, Tatum, and he's like, "I'm right here." Tatum's like, "Dude, I'm right here. I'm two <laughs> feet away from Tatum. you." Tatum Tatum doing here? And as soon as he gave it up, he was like, "I'll run right to the other side." Yeah, he told him, "He's like, get out of here, get out of here, man." And then Runs he to the other side. Rob is Rob's like, all He's right, like, get out of here Rob. and take your defender with you. You didn't, you don't know this already. Like, yeah. Come on. yeah, yeah, that was I awesome. love how I love how Tatum's a little, I love how Tatum's a little low key in that sense because I saw a similar moment later where <laughs> Mo was just kind of spazzing out trying to set like a seal, and Tatum just like runs right by him and the other guy and it's like, get, get out of the way, guys. Yeah, he's yeah. like. But you can tell Tatum's looking, and Brown looks at him too. He's like, "What are you doing over here, man?" You know, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. like he passes it to him. He just passes it back. <laughs> he's like, "I'm right here." He's like, "Get the forget away from me!" Uh, like, who this is the are way you? we do this. Are you even on this team? I like it. Was tough. When's the last time? He needs a year. He needs a year. It, it, I don't think it'll work. We yeah. saw Tatum like that, right? That all-star, superstar swag, <laughs> telling people where to go. You oh, know, my God. Orders, screaming out orders, draining three-pointers. Assassin. You know, assassin. Taking it to the rim. What is he getting to the rim? He got the free throw line like in the first four minutes of the game. I mean, <sighs> i like so to see good. more of it. That, that, that's pre, that's pre, this all, the- pre and post all-star yes. 2020. I, it, it, this might be short-term Last memory year. because is this the first time we've seen that Tatum since yeah. – like, oh, yeah. A couple of flashes in the bubble for sure, but yeah. this was very much like that pre, pre-COVID, pre-bubble yeah. Tatum every night where it was just Absolutely. like, get out of my way, you know, like just locked yep. in. This was so good. I love we passing, too. Break, break and the weeks after, All of yeah. it. Free yeah. and easy. It just felt – smooth like he was he wasn't forcing the issue as much he's just got he he's gotten caught too many times this year just trying to just jam at home just really yeah. force it force stuff that's not there take really high degree yeah. of difficulty yeah. shots shot. right <laughs> this was yeah. awesome and that goes back to your raw point we've all said Basically. it the, yeah. the biggest <laughs> beneficiary of those Rob minutes is Brown and Tatum. It's such an easy outlet for them and it gives them so much more space individually because they're still not traffic guys. They're still not high level four generals. They need to be simplified a little bit and just have that downhill guy and stuff spread out wide. And that's another bonus to Fournier, another guy who they're going to be able to kick out to and rely on in those spots too. Nismith's not going to be playing no. next week. It's it's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, but you know yeah, what though? This I, new style of offense—it's over. I like it. 
I, I dig it. This, oh, this, thank the Lord. No more double bag. By the three, yeah. But everyone just get back on defense. Like, that's it, right? I mean, you, you guys can see it in that first quarter. Like, this is like everyone can – everyone has the green light, so to speak. But if you don't hold your own defensively, Brad's going to pull you. I mean, at least that, that's the way I, I, I see things in that first half or I saw things in that first half with Brad. And, oh, and, I'm, I, and someone like Evan Fournier obviously is only, only going to add to that open looks – you know, you know, Tatum and Brown drawing defenses like like that's what this team's going to be all over. The only way this team can be successful in the long run, you got to clean up the defense, you know. And you this is what be, I'm saying, John. You can't not- be top 10. We can't be a top 10 worst defense in the NBA. Put it that way. Because that's what it is. That's exactly where the Celtics are right now. They didn't need a significant overhaul. And we can still argue whether it was the best move long term to make a minor upgrade here rather than a larger one a bigger scale type of move, but they were close enough to being a really good team, a complete team that just getting one NBA starter in the room who fit well, which is what they ultimately did. uh, was going to shake this up quite a bit. And you just, just the team seemed to have more hope tonight. Didn't they, there was just a different level of energy. You say that, but a bit of a wake up call. The shots fell. We need a sample size here. And again, I don't think I, this was just the jack shots and they fell. I don't think so either. But I, I want to, you need a sample size. Like the same way we're yeah. not going to, I don't want to take a monster victory lap over Rob starting in the first team offense looking better and everything flowing right. better just because that one game, because they come out and they have an absolute clunker tomorrow. We're going to be right back here again. Right. So right. I hate, I, I hate this roller coaster we go on. But if you see a five, six, seven game stretch, Rob's consistently starting. Fournier comes in and he clearly fits in with what they need, and they their the whole level goes up. Then I think we can talk about it. But it is it's yeah. a snapshot, and it's a game that they hit fifty percent of their threes. So it is a little hard yeah. to against the to tough make, team yeah, though. To make proclamations, especially considering right. Fournier didn't play. Right, and, and also too, Bob, you got to remember, like this is sort of like you know, this is an emotional game for the Celtics. You know, heading into it, you see, yeah. you see new faces. You're seeing, obviously, everyone is thinking, man. You know, not not that, not necessarily pressure, but obviously, the city of Boston people are expecting results now. Okay, here's the deal that happened: a couple of trades, new faces. Show us what you got. And and I think they had that energy. And the one guy on top of the list of that, you know, had that chip on his shoulder. I think because of what everything that happened was Marcus Smart. I think Marcus Smart was going into this one like, hey, listen, I'm going to show to everyone, you you naysayers who don't think that I should still be here. I'm going to show you guys exactly how productive yeah. I can be on both ends. Definitely for him, right? You got a classic, you got a classic uh, three-point uh, making, uh, coming up with huge stops, forcing turnovers, Marcus Smart, taking charges, Marcus Smart game. And that's exactly what we saw against the Bucks. Yep. One of those guys who set a tone early in this one, and he did it his way. It, it looked rough with the shot selection early, and then all of those threes just started burying in the third. Don't mind me, not a Wi-Fi issue. I'm just stepping out of the room for a split second. You guys keep going. So that's Marcus Smart, is when the shots fall, you love them. When they don't, you don't love them. And, I mean, that yeah. that's, again, the, early in that game, some of those layups he took, unbelievable. He looked like a human pretzel going to the rim, throwing up <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, you got to know when to – he just makes a decision and he just sticks with it. I guess – I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but it's like – He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely driving to the rim and I'm going to lay up this ball. I don't care how many defenders are on me or how I have to twist my body. But second half, those shots started to fall. And, and you know, that's good Marcus. Um, if, if, if he's missing those shots, then we're talking about, you know, bad Marcus. So, again, it, it's one of those 
the shots were falling tonight. And you want to give the Celtics credit, of course. I mean, that third quarter was unreal. I mean, they did they put them away in that quarter. They were, you know, everything was falling. Credit to them. Um, you know, and Marcus Tatum, um, Kemba, I thought had a str- strong game. Um, you know, pretty much from start to finish. Uh, we didn't really talk much about him. And then Rob, I'll say this, and John's not here, but Rob starting isn't even like, uh, like is that is that a no? But John would just pile on. But I mean, you really had you had to force Brad's hand to start Rob, and I'll never really understand why. Danny had to literally trade Tice in order to get Rob in the starting lineup. Because <laughs> he missed that three pointer, though. That's why Jimmy. That was what did it. Yeah. And I mean, look what look what you saw tonight from Rob. And again, it's one game, but the style of play was very similar to what we've seen from him coming off the bench in, you know, in lesser amount of minutes, we already know his, uh, you know, his numbers over 36 minutes are you know awesome. So I don't think it really was a surprise to a lot of people to see that production continue with better players around him for more, more times, you know, uh, for a yeah. longer period of time during the game. John, John just said it. Let's see it some more. You know, right, Oklahoma is going to be a, Oklahoma is going to be a tricky matchup. I think this was but a really good matchup for him. You know, they have a good. This isn't a one game thing. They have a good game plan when it comes to playing this team. They they build that wall. Grant's able to get into more comfortable, you know, matchups next to him. So I think it all worked well for the front court here, where when they're able to pack the paint against this team and protect the rim the way they did, it all worked out. Now there's going to be some other teams that exploit them a little bit more. Uh, there'll be a lot more switching-oriented games. And on a night like tonight, let's be real. I, I, I don't think they would have been able to play Grant for 31 minutes against other kind of teams and have that work. And so there would have uh, been more no. pressure on Ojeways and those other type of guys. My point is, this wasn't an obvious move, and there weren't obvious things for Brad to do throughout the course of the year. There just weren't a lot of options. Like, Rob's been playing for a month now, and they've still been losing games. He's been playing more and more in recent weeks. They lose to the Grizzlies. They lose to the Bucks on Wednesday. This was a personnel problem all throughout. Now, maybe early, early in the year, you could look at Rob's minutes being a little low and say, all right, he's got to be more involved here. But I'll throw this back at you guys. Was he wrong in this tight sense to have everybody be involved? I know you guys just want to shelve Thompson in particular right to the side, but there's these certain ideologies that Brad carries, one of which is keep everybody involved, get everybody a role on this team, and have nobody lost in the fold. And that's just something he rolls with, and that's why you had three centers playing all year. You had no choice when you bring in a veteran like Thompson and you make promises to him and he's a clutch Mm -hmm. guy and you want to do right by that and you don't want to have, you know – I mean, you brought him here. And, and you it's sold not like him. he sucks. He's playing solid. You brought a guy here yeah, who has fine. a pedigree, who you sold, who you want to make nice with his agent and his pals, and you want to keep relations good, and you bring him in here, and he you sold him on his role and what it's going to be. You can't just not give it to him. At When five games in, you're like, holy crap, Rob Williams got really good. Um and, uh, you know, and Tice got us to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and he might be our third best big. And you could tell probably five games into the season that that was the case. And what are you going to do? Pull the, you know, pull the carpet out from under him? So they stuck with him. 15, 20. It just, it became so obvious so early that, like, he should be the specialist who comes in there and bangs a little bit and gives you a few fouls a game and some physicality. But he should be playing the third most minutes among those three bigs. And that was, that's I think the only case we were making all year that it was pretty obvious that in this big rotation, 
Thompson deserved the fewest minutes. It, it just took forever to get there, you know? And now you have no choice with Tice gone. He's going to slot in. But my goodness, if he starts over Rob when he's healthy, I'm going to take a – I'm taking a week, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be – Does it matter, though? I mean, if he it starts and then he plays – How can it you watch – It does matter. How can you watch tonight him play with that first unit and say, oh, yeah, I want, I, you know, let's get some Tristan in there. It matters. <laughs> I know the first five minutes of the game matter somewhat, but I say this about Drummond, too. But it's when we all the rotations. It's it's continuing yeah. to stay with those guys. That's you true. Get, you yeah. get two big chunks in the first and the third and to close the game. And really, the only opportunity he had to play with them, he'd have a few minutes with Tatum in the second quarter, but really it would just be the last few minutes of the game where you'd get Rob in there. And how many of those times were like, wow, they really played well with Rob in the game together, you know? Right. So that, it, it's it a good matter, point. I think. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's, we, we've reached a point where it's like, they now they need more reps than ever together because in the postseason, like it's sky's the limit, if you will. Right. <laughs> for, for you Celtics fans that, that are dying to see more of this, like this is what we were talking about for weeks. Yeah. Or months, or for in John's case, months. John's case, months. I, I'll, Back to I'll the playoffs, yeah. For me, it was weeks. It was weeks. But John, John was saying this is before the new year, I think. So I've been banging this drum for a while, guys. Even in the bubble, we're just like, why are we like? No, you saw it. You we saw do it. see that he's doing a lot of things out here, right? Yeah. Again, forget all of fact. that. The best part about Rob is that he doesn't um, doesn't look at all. Anything you've ever had concern about how he does or his role in this and that, like even from the beginning of the season, those moments are fewer and fewer where he looks lost or he has that lapse. Even though we thought right. it was a little ridiculous that people were like hanging those things on him as like, oh, he can't play because of that. But mm -hmm. he looks so comfortable out there. He's he, he, he's always in control. He makes smart Confident. plays all the time. You know, there's, he really, really is playing a clean game, too. I love what Jimmy said, too, because I do want to hammer in on that, this Brad notion that they really had to trade three guys to open up some of this stuff. Rob, in particular, I don't think the Neesmith and Pritchard stuff all matters all that much on the low end of that. But the question becomes, if they're going to go this Andre Drummond route, do you end up in that same position again where you're splitting center minutes between three different guys and it really can't break that mold because of the way Brad views the situation? I think that's a real concern. I, I do advocate Drummond coming in, but I can see a situation there where Drummond's getting a little bit, Rob's getting a little bit, Thompson's getting a little bit, and then you're in a similar spot as you were before. It's this, such a tough line to walk, nah, but Jimmy's nah, right. I think, can you get, I, I can think you get Brad good. to change? I think it's a great chance your boy your boy Thompson is is is, is playing playing I don't know tic tac toe with Taco at the end of the bench man I don't know like if it comes down to it hey, I, I don't think you think he's gonna like bench Thompson I mean, if Drummond came in I think Drummond I think what Bobby in, said like Dude, Drummond was I think you're beasting it this season man people like I don't that think people gonna be in the position to, to think okay, I have to play 11, 11 guys you know? no but that's not what I'm saying Jimmy no. I'm saying you're gonna end up in the same spot you were before. Yes. I agree. That's what's going to happen. He probably will what, to an extent. Yeah, I think I think he probably will. But I think you're going to be right the, back where you were. But I think is Thompson, it worth it? Thompson's minutes go down less. Grant's probably on the outside looking in too. And I'll get Rob's at the point now where he's going to get. He's got to get his twenty to twenty five. I still think he's got to get twenty. But it's going to be on the low minutes. end again. He's going to be back to 1920 and we're going to be losing our minds again because you're going to watch this clunk, you know, Drummond in there doing Drummond things and the offense is going to look clunky again and he might get some stats and we're going to sit here and argue about whether he's good or not. But like 
it's going to be that same three big rotation. If you if you bring it's Drummond be, in, it's going to be big Greg Monroe energy. Is what's going to be. If you bring Drummond in, no, Thompson has to. Better than that. Thompson's got to go down to single digit minutes. I right. I kind of sit on the fence on this one because Jimmy's right, and and Joe Sway's too mentioned this. If Thompson just keeps lulling along here and has just this minimal impact that he's had throughout the year, you're in a tough spot going into the playoffs just leaning on Rob for everything. There'll be games where he follows a lot. There'll be games that aren't great matchups for him, even series. If you end up in a series that isn't a great matchup for Rob and you need uh, a guy on Embiid or some of these other situations, oh. bam, you're going to want another guy who can get on the boards, are, do some of this other stuff. Aren't there other are you so by aren't you aren't there bad matchups for all the other guys too you know like is it like no but i mean you need a body and to get a body like this a really good player it's tough to pass up i understand but like look not everybody how many perfect centers are there out there like two one okay every night there's going to be a situation where okay I mean, or or perfect anything out there. Some nights there's going to be nights where it's like, here's a tougher matchup for this really good player that we have on our team. Not every night is perfect, but like he's just a better overall player than everybody else who plays that position. So you live with it. Again, it's so strange that you're like so worried about matchups, you know, like, and some nights at Rob, there are things that Rob, look, there are things that Rob uh, happen that Rob might not be able to handle as well as a different type of person, but by the same token, he's going to create so many problems for other people because yeah. of what he does that it's going to counterbalance. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing against that. I, yeah. Let me re- let me reframe this for you guys. They're in a tricky position with Drummond, where he's definitely better than Thompson, as Joe Sway mentioned. But to get him in here, you're going to have to make certain promises and. Like things like he's probably going to have to start. He's probably going to have to play quite a bit. And they're just going to have to walk this tricky line where he might like bump into Rob's minutes here and mess with that a little bit. But you also need him because he's so much better than Thompson. That's what I'm trying to say here. So like, how do you walk that line? He's so much better than Thompson. This is an issue for the Thompson fans. I don't think this is a huge issue for the Rob fans out there. I still think with Drummond, Rob's going to get his 20 plus minutes a game at this point. Would you promise Drummond the starting role to get him in here? No, I don't think Drummond's looking. I don't think so Drummond not can come. expect a start, but where, okay. Where well, is he starting? Well, Lakers. that's the thing, Jimmy, because you no, know, I mean, Charlotte of the places mentioned on the list, Charlotte and Boston are the two you would think pathways to most minutes, actually Charlotte the most. He'll play um, a lot with the Lakers. Too, Charlotte, more than Boston. Well, here, here's Charlotte the most. But with Boston, the only hook here is uh, revitalize your career and I'm going to give you 25 minutes a game. The Celtics have to sell him on that. If they bring him in here and he's playing 16 minutes a game, sharing the court with that's going to be bad, bad, bad. He's coming in here to play 25 minutes a game. I think he wants to play 20, 20, let's call it 20. And he wants to go to a team that has a good, that has a chance, whether that's, you know, the Lakers or the Celtics or whoever. Charlotte, I think. Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte's, you know, obviously a team now that you have to take seriously, but I think the minutes are going to be somewhat similar, you know, around those teams. Now, does he have to start? I don't know if you have to promise that. And all of a sudden he's starting over Rob. I don't think Rob's going to take exception to it again. I think Tristan Thompson is the odd man out here and Grant Williams to an extent. I mean, those minutes are going to get eaten up. You're, you're talking 20 minutes now. Uh, but I still think Rob gets his. Drummond is so much better than Thompson, as Bobby just said. I mean, you just look at Drummond this season. So much better. 
everybody loves to trash Drummond, and it's it's low hanging fruit, I guess. He's you know the, the traditional big who can't shoot, but this guy is a double double machine. He rips down boards. He says he's had like three, I think at least three games this year of twenty plus rebounds, twenty plus yeah. rebounds. Like let's there is still value to that. Like, he's, a cent- he's a center for boomers, okay? Not exactly, not, not, but like not for the kids. You know what? He, he's a he's a force down low. I know he's not gonna open up the court and drain threes and whatever, but he. He serves a very, you know, specific purpose, and he does his job well. And there's a reason that all really good teams want him right now. So everyone on your high horse, like drumming this, drumming that, relax. Like this guy can still play, and he's better than some of the centers you have. So let's not complain about if if he actually does want to play for the Celtics. It's only good thing. Not going to play him and hurt the team by playing him. Like he's going to contribute positively. Everyone out there who wants the Celtics to get better this season should be thrilled that he even took the interview with Ainge. Yeah, it cracks me up, man. The the, the picky Celtics fans, I'll never understand. When your team's under 500, like, listen, if the Celtics are in the mix, like, count your blessings, man. Like, this right. is free stuff. For some yeah. of these buyers, it used to be, oh, would you trade Would you trade for Drummond? Now it's just like, yeah, would right. you accept Drummond? You're walking down exactly. the street. Just accept Drummond. Like, and you you're know, at the top. You're, yeah. you're one of the top teams, you know, on that list, you know, so so that's a good thing, you know, because some of these buyout candidates, they're coming from teams that have a record that's not that far off from where the Celtics stand right now. So it's like this is a unique case for on for in, 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 in Drummond because he can obviously put himself uh, out there a deep playoff run or at least someone a team like the Celtics will say, hey, listen, with you, Eastern Conference Finals, without you, you know, maybe not. So. Uh, you could sell him on that for sure, and I, I I think he's he's buying that stock because he's thinking to himself, yeah, okay, I can go to Charlotte, you know, maybe get similar uh, exposure or maybe a little bit more than that. But then, how far are they going to go in the postseason? So, you know, it's this a is very a, it's a good thing for the Celtics for sure. It's a very thin line because the people that hate him have good reason to, and I was one of those people at the money he was at because he was just a disaster at twenty eight million. He wasn't anywhere close to being worth that. Now, right. as a minimum guy, it's the other end of the spectrum. He's probably a little bit underrated. In that sense, defensively, yes. he was a big part it's, of making the Cavaliers one of the best defenses in the league to start this year. It's it's a free, like all star caliber player. I mean, yeah. like you yeah. can't argue against it. The fear you that can't. everybody has is what will Brad do? And again, chemistry, it's the, that kind it's of the stuff. Tristan yeah. factor, it's the chemistry yeah. factor, and it's the, the the suppression of Rob, who is your third best player. Okay, For whatever. I don't care. What do you want to say? He's your third best player right now. Free throws um, gets a little tricky asset, now too. Actually, your third best player overall. So you yeah. have to play. You cannot. You can't go backwards and go into Rob into 18, 19 minutes and Tristan for 18, 20 and Drummond for twenty. I think that'll be a mess. If you, if Brett, if we know, I think if every Celtics fan knows that if he comes in, Tristan's going to go down to single digit minutes, and that's fine. So be it. It's going to be hard though because you got. And actually, and you can't Tristan, dump Tristan. Yeah, you can't you at can't, this point. You can't buy him out. He's got another year. So you're just stuck with it. You right. just got to live with Tristan, you know? And you realistically need three guys. Again, I'm going to be concerned. He's got to be a good sport about it. He's got to be like, okay, I'll play eight to 10 minutes a game or 12 minutes and, or and whatever. He's, and he's got to be because he did not come in here with the right amount of performance. This COVID thing, if it was what it was, it was a joke. And he deserves to be knocked down the ladder because of that. So he's going to come in here with though. a little bit of humbleness. Well, still, I mean, if he was out at all and putting himself even in that position, that's something you got to look at and be like, come on. So, again, I think just from play alone, you know, forget that part, but play alone even, 
Yeah. He's got to be a little humble because he hadn't played well. I'll say this too, though. This is the tricky thing about losing Tice. In that situation, you'd have three horrendous free throw shooters at center, which is tough. That is tough. That's a good point. Um, I do want to quickly point out, and we're going to keep going a little bit here, but uh, uh, a, a monster number again in the stream here. We had a ton of you guys joined us for the trade deadline special, which was a uh, uh, you know, huge, huge audience, which was awesome. Um, for those of you tuning in for the first time who don't already subscribe to our uh, YouTube channels, please subscribe. Uh, either this, uh, the main channel or our Celtics channel. Um, and... Uh, just letting you know, we go live after every single game. And uh, anytime there's breaking news, other times during the season, we will be moving this show to daily um, sooner rather than later. And uh, we do have a new sponsor coming on next week. And it's going to involve uh, you, the viewers, and the uh, uh, the people who are with us all the time. Where we're going to give you guys an opportunity to share your voice a little bit. So you hear that, guys? You get to talk your shit. You get to talk your shit. People have been dying for it. All, so all you message board, message board please, warriors please, can now be voice subscribe. warriors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channels. And uh, again, good having you guys on board. Uh, Jimmy, uh, you were about to go. No, I wasn't. Did you have something? Nope. I want to get something from Joe Sway. What are you talking about? He got we, didn't hear jo- we didn't hear Joe Sway's trade deadline thoughts. What, what were your thoughts from yesterday? Yeah, that's oh, right. Really? Yeah, what do you got, Joe? I, I love it. I mean, listen. Two second round picks, Jeff Teague. Yeah, of course. I mean, obviously the biggest if is what's going to happen during the offseason. But I mean, for his skill set, for someone like Evan Fournier, the, the way he's going to uh, match in this team, and you know, Danny Ainge, what he has. Obviously, he's he's crazy about it. I, I think he's going to. There's a good chance he he signs. I mean, I know it's so early to say that, but I just think the Celtics are in a position to appease someone like him, right? Who's been in Orlando his whole career. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, he's had great seasons prior to this one. This has been his best one. And you put him in this situation to be on a winning team and be one of the, one of the key pieces, whether it's right off the bench or one of the guys that, that's going to get a lot of open looks. I think he's thrilled about that. You know, what's he have? Like 78 threes on the season. And, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, all the stuff we were saying at the beginning of the show, Tatum, Brown, those are the kind of, uh, those are the kind of uh, scores that, that, uh, Fournier, which is going to uh, love, you know, why Aaron Gordon uh, or, or uh, other key pieces of that team, right? They couldn't necessarily always put the ball on the floor and score the way these guys can. And I think that alone is going to just open things up a lot for, for Evan Fournier here. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Again, not a first round pick in there. You didn't throw in Neat Smith. You didn't throw in, you know, uh, one of the guys that we're still trying to wait and see. Unfortunately. You know, if they're going to pop or not. Unfortunately, see, exactly. So, I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I hate. I like it more because of that. No first round picks. No knee Smith. You know, it's it's a gamble, but I think it's it's a gamble well worth it. I mean, the Celtics are in this position right now. You have to take gambles. Thoughts on Luke Cornett? Perk. Perk's <laughs> really excited about, about it. That that's that's most of the scout report I got up up to this up to this point. But um, is, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about it's about Fournier. Obviously, that that's a big I, uh, it's a big grab right now. I've had to remind myself what that guy's name is like seven times over the last day or so. Well, I had to hop back is, in Google. Well, because if they get Drummond, Luke. I mean, that's See the question. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people have really He's, thought this through. That's just like Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague's out there. Find a new home. You just got to find a new location. Uh, Fournier, though, this is interesting. This is interesting on Fournier. 
he, I've always known him as a pull-up guy, and it's true. He, he's 41% on pull-up threes, 36% on catch and shoot. So that is going to be a tricky line that they walk with him. How much on the ball is he going to be versus how much off the ball? Because there obviously are quite a few guys in front of him on the roster who are ball dominant, who uh, need their ball time. So there's really not going to be a ton for him. I, we've talked about should he start, should he be that second unit guy. It almost does kind of seem like he, he might be like the perfect sixth man for this team. Hmm. Hmm. I love how people are bringing up, or at least uh, Scal did, or other people have too, the whole Isaiah Thomas thing. Oh, no, we didn't know when Isaiah What'd came. Oh, yeah, that really helped this team off the bench. And then, of course, look what happened. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but to a certain extent, I, I can see that happening for sure. Yeah. He's oh, going to be Isaiah. Into- I don't think he's going to be putting up 29 a game like Isaiah did, but, you know. He's going to be Isaiah. Uh, Mo Wagner's going to be Jonas Jarepko. And uh, our guy Luke, <laughs> take it. Jonas. He's gonna be Luigi Datome. It's gonna be Jonas. the same thing as fifteen. Oh, there's only one Luigi Datome. <laughs> yeah, Jarebko, he was he was really cooking right before he got traded too. So that's what I think when I see Wagner. I'm like, this guy's got nothing. But when Jarebko came over, I remember distinctly. I'm like, this guy's not gonna do anything for them. And then he ended up becoming a real rotation guy. I don't know what to think about Wagner. The numbers are horrifying, but. Who no, knows? No, oh, no, John, no. John, we, we got into Drepko talk. John, John's not having it. He's mad. No, I mean, I'm... let's <laughs> let's not talk about. We're sitting here trying to talk about finding minutes for Drummond and and Rob and Tristan. Like, let's let's not talk about Wagner. You like? Yeah, I don't I think. I like it's... what I saw Wagner tonight. A little hustle, like trying to quarter three. Took a shot to the face. I liked when he took it to up. the rim and missed the layup. Um, that was actually seeing him put the ball on the floor like that. Well, that was a pretty good drive. Um, oh, the spin move? Yeah. That was yes. good. That I was wonder if he can play some four. I didn't think he had that. Slapped Grant's butt. I don't think he thought he had that either. <laughs> he was surprised when he got there. He was like, oh, I almost, I almost made that. Almost Whoa, made that. what am I doing here? All right. <laughs> he kind of had like a smirk, like, all right, I like it. Yeah. yeah no, I don't know. I'm he, just glad got, they gave this team a chance. They're and not that's real. really what they have here. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, you're right. Wagner, Luke. I, what's his last name? Huh? Cornette. Cornette. Cornette, yeah. Yeah, Cornette. They, they, Cornette. they don't matter. But Fournier in particular gives this team a chance. It costs nothing. I know you want to tank, John, which I still don't see I the don't reason. I want but. to tank. If they happened to just lose enough games to fall out of the playoffs, I don't think it'd be the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's same right. thing. That's like the worst. No, tank, tank is <laughs> tanking is, is deliberate. Tank is deliberate. Tank is trade away all the good players so the players who are left don't can't possibly win. That's tanking. Okay. No, if, but I thought you meant no, 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 no. I, no, I don't think he meant Bob. You didn't mean you, John wants to see the team blown up. I, I thought you meant you wanted yeah. to see the benching guys. Yeah, he, he just wants no, them no, to no. fall into the lottery, which you know. like. How much yeah. they which, is what Bobby's, which is what Bobby wanted Shut for the down, last few months. Tatum, you know. Well, no, I, I said go. I said go one or two ways: improve right. or do so that, the, the and they is, improve. Yeah, so you guys just want to go well, out. You wanted ways. to sell. I don't think selling was the right play. I, I but it, it, that's that. That's the difference. Right. Yeah. And then what I well, said is this: they're not. They're not going to tank, and they're not going to win the title. So they're going to end up in the playoffs, most likely, and they'll lose in the first or second round, most likely. But if they can at least <laughs> interesting. Know. Play with some, play with some passion. Play, you know, play with some heart. I think a lot of fans will at least, you know, pull yeah. less of their hair out for the rest for the remainder. We want to see. Season. 
Jimmy, I mean, yeah, that's a good point. It's been excruciating. We've done this post-game show every single night. Obviously, we started um, last year when they came into the bubble, and we've been doing this. I mean, we have not taken a night off. So um, it's exhausting talking about losing the team, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, or in the case of this team, lose way more than they've won since their eight and three start. It's exhausting. It's de- depressing. It's demoralizing. We follow this team. You know, you want to yeah. them. It's, we would much rather watch them play well and have something to talk about instead of the, you know, one up, one down, one up, one down. So, yeah, and it's – you're right. The, the the effect, the psychological effect it has on guys like Tatum and Brown and sulking and this and that. And Ainge said it in his presser um, today, 8.30 a.m. You know, Bobby Bobby didn't get up in time for it, but, but I, I answered the bell. Um, <laughs> I answered the bell, so I was in there. I mean, we're all on that two two a.m., three a.m. schedule, right? So I told you guys, I got I, you between three and six. That's the only six. time you can... three to six now. Oh, I missed the, two to six. I missed the six. part. Oh, I missed right. the part where uh, John asked Danny. Four hours, John. Four. Danny, would it? Danny, would it be the worst thing if you just slid outside the playoffs? Would that be the worst? <laughs> so, Danny, well, what are you doing? Him- I love the beginning of the. I love the beginning of it too. Like he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" I think it was uh, it was Corrales. He's good morning. Uh, good morning, John. How are you feeling? He's like, "I slept, so I'm feeling good." Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. That's that's good. Good. All right, I'm good. Uh, we all yeah. we, we but, all but, came but real on quick, here. Real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. The point being is. Oh yeah, the, we're gonna say. I'm going to give Bobby credit here because the thing that he said was what Bobby was saying, which was the reason Bobby's main point of why they had to do something was um, you can't do it to these guys, you know? Uh, And that was our reasoning for not tanking. We, you know, you couldn't sell pieces off that would look bad, Uh, but you know, Bobby's point of improving whether or not you can get deep into the playoffs because you can't do it to these guys. That was actually whether or not it's entirely true. And the entire reason why Ainge did it, that's what he said was the impetus for making this trade was I felt we were down and we needed something and I didn't necessarily want to trade um, this year for a you know a theoretical rental player like Fournier is in a contract year, but I felt I had to do it because I had to give those guys something in that room because I felt like we were we were sagging. So yeah. if that if yeah. that's true and if that's the real deal, you know, Bobby, you were saying that like you got to do something for these guys because eventually, like if they keep going out there, it's gonna explode what, like a bomb. <laughs> they're gonna get they're gonna yeah. get bummed out. So that was a good that was good for Danny. They already on, were. So. I mean, yeah, yeah. I was calling them the Boo Hoo Brothers, Tatum and Tatum and Brown. I mean, you ever seen two more miserable like guys out in the court? Because they were getting the blame. Their GM was coming down on them. Their play-by-play guy was yeah, coming down on Anton them. Walker and everyone and had a lot more fun than those two. I don't know. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they sucked. And Twan got all the blame. Remember that? Twan used to get all the blame. Twan's like, Antoine. "What? I can't hear Bra- you over this." Three yeah, years. but Brown, I don't but Brown and Tatum. Or- Credit to these guys. They've eaten a lot this year, and I know they haven't been the best. We've called them out at times. But they go to two Eastern Conference Finals in three years, carry this team through both those runs, and then they come out here with Semi Ojale and Grant and Tice, and just those are like their fourth best players on the team, and Thompson's just slouching. And because of all of that, they're going to get called out as you know not being good enough, not having what it takes to be – all-stars, high-level players, and that it even continued late into this week. Oh, you might have to trade one of these guys. No, what they needed was a little bit of support and a real roster around them. This roster coming into the year was a joke. And I know you guys made the argument that you should have held up for something better with the TPE. 
But Zarin knows this. The team knows this. There really isn't like a golden egg in the offseason that would have been a perfect 28. It kills to use 17 of it, but they've got a really good player for nothing. So you take that. That was the TP. Like the, well, you get a really good player for nothing. I know. It's, it's, it's less that, Bob. Go ahead, Josue. Well, no, that's exactly what right before we sign off, right before the the deadline, right, or the last the last post game show we had, you, you went we went around the table and I, and I, and we all predicted what was going to happen. I said, look, nothing. It's a, it's a guy off the bench, a low low guy, you know, someone that can just be effective, a rotation player, then that's a win because that could be what this team is missing. Not that it's going to put them right up there with the Brooklyn Nets, but it could spark everyone. It could bring you know enthusiasm. We saw the energy. We saw the difference. You know, tonight against the Bucks, but you know, to what to what Bobby just said, I just want to make it clear too that we're also going to hold these two responsible if this doesn't pan out, right? Like, if Fournier doesn't work out, if this doesn't translate into wins, it's it's completely accurate or appropriate, I should say, for us to say, well, what's going on now? What's the problem now with Tatum and Brown, right? Before the team around them, they don't have enough weapons. All right, well, you got a twenty-point score. He can knock down three-pointers. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to be dominant, you know? So let's see what happens. And then on the other end of that, we can say, okay, that was the missing piece. Or we can say, all right, well, what's the problem now, right? So how good is this team? You know, Bobby, you say that now Now the pieces are there. All right, well, let's see what happens. Because if this team is a first-round knockout, like John talked about at the end, at the beginning of the show, or, or, or is bounced out in the second round because they run into the Bucks or the, or the 76ers, a lot of people are going to be upset into thinking or, or get upset and saying, oh, well, Danny could have went for the big fish. Why didn't he get Vucevic? You know, why is Marcus still here? That's going to be a conversation. That's going to be the narrative. If this, so how, this how do you feel about that one? That they didn't get out early in the postseason. How do you feel about that one, that they didn't get Vucevic, that they didn't get Gordon? They weren't willing to extend themselves for something like that, it seems. We talked about it before the before the deadline. Does that does either one of those players make this team, you know, way better than the Nets? Does this make does that make them uh, right up there in the NBA Finals right away? No. If that's the answer, then you hold on to Marcus and let's see what happens in the offseason. See if there's another you know uh, perennial All Star or someone of that caliber that you can reel in here. Here's the problem, and this is the problem with where they are. It's not that it's not that Fournier doesn't make them better now. It's not that you don't know what you could have done with the TP in the offseason. It's that to re-sign Fournier, to re-sign Smart, to extend Rob, to have Tatum's Tatum's contract kick in, you're flying into the tax and you're going to have an insanely expensive team that is not championship caliber. And so you're spending Mm -hmm. crazy amounts of money on this team, which is still not at the level that can compete for a title and with very little opportunity to improve them unless you hit a home run in the draft or somebody develops in ways that you don't see coming. So this is your roster and it's expensive and you're in the tax and you are very, very limited in how you can improve it largely because you've got the Kemba situation uh, and him for a couple more years eating that $37 million. And it's just, it is where you are. It's money well spent on Tatum and Brown for sure. You need that. But like I said, is the only way you're going to stay competitive is if you retain all of your pieces, you have to retain Marcus, you have to retain Fournier, you have to extend Rob. And, and so once that, you do that, you are an insanely expensive team, insanely yeah. expensive. That right. smart one is still the one I really labor over to because I fully understood the people who said you lose your point guard, you lose your heart and soul, all that stuff. But just from a strictly roster management perspective into the future, 
there's a real case for doing I don't know if I could have got it done because Denver did ratchet up the offer and we talked about that. But if if and Ainge said today, smart wasn't on the table. It was completely made up. And I believe that. That was probably Orlando really pushing for him. If they had the chance to do smart for Gordon and then pull in Fournier and Gordon, so you get a two for one sort of here. Depending on how he does in Denver, that could be a tough one to live down. Because I think Gordon could have been a really nice and, upside piece into the future for this. And game. you can't sign and trade, is that right? Yeah. No, the the ways to improve in this offseason aren't great. It's essentially going to be keep this group together. You have to run it back. This team, as they finish this year, is your team at best next year. Not to mention, and that's they'll probably, it. They'll probably have to use this year's pick to dump Thompson. So that's like another thing they could have done here, which is that they're just going to end up wasting down the line. Yeah. I know it's again the Thompson thing, and again, this is what kills you now. Not only is Thompson superfluous, but Thompson's the reason you were hard capped this year, which they is the done. reason you ended up having to dump Tice, and now is a reason why you might have to you you might have to use assets to move him out next year. Get him out, right? The <laughs> same way you did with Cantor. So you're yeah. please take our guys and take our picks. You know, like people a first round pick to it. Come on, take them. Yeah, oh, and so you don't want it to cost smart too. What you mentioned, John, if they were going to do all this now, it would have cost smart on top so, of all of that. But Darren, at some point, you have to cash in for smart because I think the day is yeah. coming where his value is going to start sliding. Well, they're I mean, in a trade. That, but his trade, that, that contract, that's your, that's your most tradable contract. You know, it's right yeah. there. You know, it's easy to match match deals. And you still have a little TPE left. I mean, I don't think they'll still trade They're in a tricky spot. And so and I, here's I, the I other fact. I might have traded him. See, that's the thing. I was just going to say, I don't think they would trade him during the offseason, but when you're in a tricky spot, that's when the weird trades happen in the NBA. You know, we've seen I, it I, I hate this possibility too, but that scenario we just played out there, if you can't dump Thompson, would have put them in the tax. So maybe you ratchet up the offer to get rid of Thompson in that spot, like maybe give up some more picks and pull Gordon in here just because it's for the good of the team long term. So I want to address this comment because, again, you're right. This is where you are, though. Now – any sort of franchise-altering moves involved. I don't like it. Huh? I don't like that. I don't like it either. What I'm saying is the reason you're stuck Bobby, is – we're one year away from this, from this conversation this, happening. Go ahead, This John, is sorry. where you are. The only yeah. way you have to possibly do stuff and improve, and Jimmy's saying he's good. We're going to give you one more okay. shot here. Yeah? Good, I'm good. Is is something like this? You need to do something seismic, uh, and it has to involve what Tatum I miss? or Brown, and everybody assumes it's Brown, not Tatum. Uh, okay. But what are you Same. gaining there? I, you know, I mean, it's it's lateral, yeah. It's, it's it works. Lateral. You it know, could be worse well, well, too. You know why I'm also what goes with this, right? I mean, let's say hypothetically, a year from now, this team has a record that reflects something similar to what we're seeing right now, right? Is Jalen Brown going to still want to be in Boston? Like, let's keep it hundred, right? Let's be honest here. If you're Jalen Brown, you want to give this another go for a third try? Like, listen, guys, well, this isn't you, working. We haven't gotten close to the NBA Finals since the bubble. You know, I'm, I'm thinking ahead here in 2022, right? Like, That's the problem. What's going to keep Jalen from saying, yeah, guys, no, I'm still all in. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. How many times have we seen this before? Young NBA players, young all-star, you know, players, caliber players say, look, either I want to play with those guys or, you know what, I'm going to start my own thing somewhere right. else. Like, if you're that's just second, If you're a second division team, if you're an also-ran, if you're clearly outside of that top three in the Eastern Conference and you know you're going to be for the next year or two – um, that's reason enough to say I might start looking elsewhere. So you're right. You're not. You're only a year or two away from that, where right. you might have to start considering it, and then you start 
that's where you can get creative. I mean, in two years, you might have to do that. You will have Kemba coming off the books theoretically there as well. So that's something. I think what you have to do when you're talking about find somebody for Tristan, this is not Kemba hatred. It's just ultimately you might need to have to find a way to get somebody to take Kemba and pay them to do it in the offseason. And that might be the only way. No, I to, think that's that's selling way too low on him. It is, it is, but I mean, that's where it's 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 that or you know, he's still you run into a similar problem if you lose him for nothing. It's a real twenty point score that oh, gets absolutely. flipped for a guy who can't score, and then all right. of a sudden your team's back where it was make, early this year. You don't make up for it um, in terms of player caliber, but it gives you some flexibility to do other things. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so. only so long of a window here. I know they're not in like a position soon to win a championship, but they got to wiggle this out as best they can to give themselves the best chance possible. Because like you said, I don't know if there'll be a third Tatum and Brown contract and you can't like do a quick restart here. Maybe that would be a good risk to take if you could get into the draft and find a like third star steal, but that's just so risky. When you have a team in place right now, as they do, that's close. They're not quite there, but they're close. I think you just have to ride with that because if you go in the opposite direction, there's no telling whether you're going to get back or not. I look at the nuggets. I, I think they've already missed their shot. This isn't negativity either. It's just the reality. The reason anybody, and again, a a lot of people wrote about this as well. How have the nuggets missed their shot? The, the four four, conference. I don't know, but they've got, no. Yeah, the, 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 four, the Celt- You have to look at the Celtics and do an autopsy of the team right now. Is this team and this roster, you know, a, a title contender? Because this is who they're going to be next year, and that's the situation they're in. And there's not a lot of ways to improve it. Um, so that's what happened with the Fournier deal. The people who don't like it, I think, are looking at it and saying, "Great, but what are you next year? When you look to improve, how are you going to do that? It's going to be really, really challenging." My only thing is if they didn't do it, there was a real chance they go into the offseason, there's nothing there, and then they get absolutely nothing for $28 million. That was a real possibility, and I don't think that was a risk worth taking, especially yeah, with mean, the consequences of like how this year just could have gone so wrong. I think that's the biggest reason why Isaiah Thomas is being mentioned so many times. One, because that's the last time Danny did a, a midseason deal. You know, His name was being brought up before the, the trade deadline, but also it was being brought up after the trade deadline because – that was sort of the surprise that helped that Celtics team get all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And it's sort of reminiscent of that scenario because it's like maybe he doesn't have to quite be that good, but he has to be significantly better than who he's been or at least be able to carry that over to the Celtics and, and produce, if not the same numbers, but, but even more than that, maybe yeah. you know over 20 points. And all of a sudden, okay, now the Celtics in the best of seven series, you know, whether it's the Nets, Philly, in, in a perfect world, or I think that's how you put it, right, John, earlier? Like, the Celtics have a, a, a decent shot, right? They have this a fighter's chance. This is right? where you're stuck here. And, again, this is the bummer. 15 players in the East, though, right? Tatum if and Brown. You, you need it. Again, my point earlier, though, if, yeah. if that doesn't – if that's not enough, then what are we talking about here? Maybe these two just, you know – Maybe we're a year away from having that conversation. And that's why you needed that – this is what kills you is – it, yeah, there's a million things that happened here that kind of led them to this situation with Kyrie leaving and the domino effects off of that um, and them just having to reset on the fly and bringing in Kemba hastily to try to plug that hole um, and just a- always kind of playing catch-up, reacting to things that happen. Gordon left, okay, let's get a TPE, let's sign Tristan to a to a mid-level, and all of these moves have kind of hamstrung you. But at the end moves. of the day, if they had just hit on a pick um, or two, 
you'd be in a much better place right now. And again, you're not finding stars at the 14 slot, but even contributing players right now that you felt good about that are in the rotation would make you feel a lot better about this team right now. The fear is you don't have anything coming up. Um, and that's the problem, which is why if they happen to sort of fall uh, into the lottery this year and got lucky, you need something. This is your best bet right now, sadly, is is cashing in a lottery ticket and hitting hitting on somebody in the draft. That's the only way you're going to get an infusion of talent at this point. And it's kind of scary because when you're stuck in that mediocre zone and you're constantly picking in the 17, 18, 19 spot, that's a hard spot to do it from. So it's, 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 it's a challenge. That's all there. The, a team that had everything and a ton of assets and young players and a roster, you know, busting with talent is now in a position where it's hard to find ways to improve. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree completely. So when I booted myself off, did somebody bring up the idea of having to trade either Tatum or Brown? Is that what I missed? It started with Brown as the only big swing you can take. <laughs> what did I walk back into? What are you guys saying? Yeah, I mean, no, I was I was starting by saying there's still a real case that they should have traded Smart here at, right. like as, so, as the first step toward all those concerns. So right. we've, we've brought this up numerous times over the last month, I'm not saying that the Celtics should trade Tatum or Brown, but the possibility that one of those two guys might have to go at some point because they just might not play that well together. Two young players. I completely disagree with that. There's a chance, Bobby. I mean, I'm not saying today. They've made two East finals together. They, they have. Well, they needed a lot of help, too, at that, at that yeah. point. Now, <laughs> now they're, no, now but they're, they were the central pieces the in it. One of them? One of them. Yeah. The idea is that they're that they're one A and one B now, right? So what I'm saying is, if that doesn't work, then the Celtics the do have to make they have to make a decision on on who's going to be the alpha on the team and stick and stick around. Who's going to be the asset? And who's going to be? I mean, a player like that can can bring back. And again, I'm not advocating for doing it, but it can obviously bring back a treasure trove of you know players, picks, you name it. And if you want to go further down, Marcus Smart might might get you something and. A guy that we talked about at the beginning of the show, and I've said it before, Rob Williams is now your tradable asset. In the beginning of this year, you didn't have one. And now you might say you don't have one still because Rob Williams has taken so much of a leap from where untradeable. he was. Untradeable. Exactly, where now he's considered untradeable. Before it was like, well, nobody wants him. Now it's like, we don't want to get rid of him, right? But he is still a player that if John's worried about, you know, not having lottery picks or, he's, or or some sort of, you know, up-and-coming player or two to fill a roster spot here and there. I mean, that's your guy. Or a guy that can bring in a star. I mean, Bradley Beal, for example. I mean, that's an extreme one. But a player that is a star in this league, at least a GM would pick up the phone and listen to your offer now that you might have a young guy What's like the Rob point, Williams. though? You're losing Brown to bring that guy in. I'm not saying Brown. I'm saying, if you, I'm saying Rob is a centerpiece. I'm not if saying you're going to get Beal with yeah. Rob. But you can get a player who is not, you know, yeah. just some guy. I mean, what you guys are all mentioning would be the point that it was over. The second Brown and Tatum ask out, it's over. And if they I both don't... ask out, yeah, you're obviously screwed. If no, I think even if out, one does. Yeah, if one asks no, out, one, it's... one's gonna ask, the other one stays. Yeah, that's how it usually goes. It doesn't yeah, have I to think... get to the point where one asks out. I mean, Danny Ainge has never been shy to pull the trigger on a trade. Um, he might get. He might see the writing on the wall. He might be like, I've already been burned by Kyrie. I've been burned by Gordon. I've been burned by Horford. Maybe he's learned his lesson and he said, listen, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna be the guy that, you know, makes the hard decision here because he's also traded guys that, you know, didn't see it coming. Let's be real. They have a five-year window with Brown because he doesn't have an option. 
uh, starting this year. And that's that's a longer window than Beal has in DC. A lot of these other guys that we kick There's around no as window. possibilities there. There's no, no I know, no, right. no. And Every John, time a star says I want to go somewhere, he gets to go. Well, that's why I thought it was so important to fix this team this year. Like, don't let that happen anywhere point. near here. But if they keep if they keep this rolling and they stay competitive you and all that stuff, they, they do have tank, a little bit of though. time. You also said they should tank. No, I so didn't like, say that. I said if you don't. You absolutely said that. A hundred times you said that, Bob. No, I said either or. I said well, that, if That's okay, what he's then. saying. You, you said both. Yeah, and they did They did the opposite. They improved. And I but give them. You think tanking would have saved, would have made Tatum and Brown happy and not want trades? You can't I want both it, things. I called it right. the T word. I said, how dare you bring up the T word, Bobby? We said you absolutely can't tank because of that exact reason. You'll absolutely well, piss them off and you could have, and you could ruin, you know, what you have with them. You know, you'll get that subjects. tarot quest sooner than than, than expected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, is Evan Fournier the savior that's gonna keep Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown? Oh, it's gonna uh, make them know. so much oh, better. Rob is. Yeah. Both. <laughs> right? Yeah, Rob is Free, freeing oh. Rob Williams is. And you could have done that without trading for people, but anyway. <laughs> well, the tight we, we we kicked around whether the tight trade was necessary from that sense, and it did hurt, but Again, it's a good result. Just played Rob. Could have just played Rob instead. <laughs> Danny Ainge had to make it physically impossible. Not did the money ball trade. <laughs> the trick, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're glad Brad isn't a guy who just changes his mindset on like a day to day basis. I think he's been a good coach because he sticks to his tendencies. So I wasn't gonna fire Brad to start rob which danny, is really waited, the only possibility danny waited until brad left the room at three o'clock picked up the phone and traded tice because he, knew he, <laughs> he knew brad he was like trade. i didn't know that was coming brad, brad was like well the deadline's over i'll see you danny Danny's like all right i'll talk to you tomorrow. it was so funny brad on <laughs> the radio today yeah yeah he, he was like i he was like i was shocked when tice was traded they had no idea yeah. brad loved tice there goes so his much. whole playbook <laughs> <laughs> What do you think that the, all right? So let's dive into that for one second before we get out of there. Why, why do you think Brad? That's Brad's approach. Why, why do you think it is like reliable, middle of the road, like not too much variance, and not like swaying too much off a couple performances? Because all of Celtics Nation thinks Rob should have been starting, but Brad Stevens, who's the real coach who has earned this position, says it's the opposite. Like, why do you think that is? I. I Look, I've always said I don't think it's a basketball thing or a Stevens thing. I think it's a coach thing. There's a lot of coaches that do this, and we made I made a cross sports reference with Belichick. He did it too all season long, playing Jason McCourty at corner, uh, you know, because he's familiar and he's a veteran, and Simons at, at the edge, and sit, guys who he's who've been around for a bit who are more situational players, and he would trust them because oh, they're trusted veterans and they can handle more responsibility instead of playing the the rookies, Uche and Winovich and this and that. And people are like, why aren't you playing the athletically gifted people? And why are you leaning on that? Because you trust them. You're like, they're veterans. They've been in the system. They're coachable. And so, uh, you know, people fall into those patterns uh, a lot, I think. It's not just a Brad thing. But with Brad, again, it's, you know, deference to the veterans, what he thinks a big is supposed to be. Rob's yeah. a kind of outside-the-box sort of guy where you have to, like, change your mindset a little bit to say, you know, you're used to like, I know what a center does and I know what I want this position to be because I know what I want us to look like. And then you're not, you're staring at another thing that's better for you and you just don't recognize it. And I think that's what, I think that's what happened with Rob all year. It's still happening. He's still saying Tristan might start. We'll see, you know, yeah. I get it for Tice. I don't get it for Thompson but because Thompson's wait. not what they want. <laughs> just wait, what do you think? Cause I, no, I, I was just going to say, I, I think, I think a lot of what you said is true, but I also think 
what goes into that is also Brad thinking to himself, like, man, like he's just not where he's supposed to be. He's not doing the pick in time. Like there was a lot of part. There was a lot of Rob, even at the very beginning of the season where he just looked out of sync with the rest of the players. And I think a lot of the time Brad just didn't have a lot of patience for that. Cause I just think he looked at that position as like, it's a ripple effect. You're, you're not giving, you know, the, the, the screens aren't crisp enough for, for Tatum and you're causing turnovers or, or you're not where you're supposed to be. And guys are getting back to the free throw line. And we saw those frustrating stretches where we're like, okay, He's going to pull him now. And sometimes he would just honestly, it seemed like he forgot to put him back in. Like you he gets leave, him and he would be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, Rob, we'll go over that stuff tomorrow. And then it was just a constant Turn pattern. it off, man. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree, man. Why are we What's talking about real world issues? <laughs> What's the point of any of this? What did you think this was? Pod Save America? Like we're freaking talking about a basketball game. <laughs> True, true crime podcast. What's the guy, just, podcast guy just walked into a room. What podcast is this? <laughs> this isn't a Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> Why are we talking about aliens? Uh, oh, man. Oh, I'm so glad this team's back on its feet. And it really feels oh, like they are. I guess we'll see tomorrow. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Let's see what happens. Yeah, in I guess we'll see tomorrow. And that, this is the part of the thinking with Fournier too. A very minor part. I don't think they did it because of this. But now you have a guy who can play on the Kemba back-to-back nights, which is pretty much going to go through the end of the season. So that should be a big boost tomorrow as well. Who's playing point guard like all day tomorrow, all night tomorrow? Pritchard. It'll be I, Smart and Fournier will probably start together. Big Pritchard night. He's been quiet. It's every single person out there, every like writer, and every single thing I wrote is positive Fournier is off the bench. And again, my immediate instinct was, you know, maybe to start, but I I, I have to think Brad wants this to be the, that three-wing starting lineup again I, I, and put Smart back to the bench. I, and and everyone's like, he's going to be great bench scorer, great bench scorer. And I, I don't understand that. Well, I, think- I, I, I believe in that, but there's also this thing I've heard around Fournier that like, he really sees himself as a starter and like, they might have to kind of placate that because he is in an expiring deal. Now it's, it's that Drummond thing sort of that we think about there. So it will really be interesting the way they swing it there. Um, Brad on, in his pregame seemed a little noncommittal to him starting. Yeah. He, he did. He would, didn't really seem to be sure yet. I like the idea of him starting eventually, maybe not in the very beginning. Right. But yeah. I mean, why not put another weapon out there with those starters? Why not give opposing defenses more headaches? I, I don't see why. What, what's what's the alternative, especially if you have someone like Marcus come, you know, going off the bench to lead that second unit. Uh, you know, Pritchard. I mean, Grant's been playing better. And of course, Fournier is going to be mixed in with those guys as well, obviously, because the Celtics need all the help that they can get from that second unit. So I like him being in that role, sort of like what Gordon Hayward was. Look, I don't. I'm not trying to make that comparison. I feel like it's a little overused at this point, but in that instance, it's a good. It's a good time to use it, I guess. <laughs> like that's the sort of protection the Celtics need from him. You know, I Fournier you start. to do both. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Well, how will Marcus Smart take it? I don't know. He's Marcus been, no, he no, likes Smart that, would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Jim, what okay. do you think? I mean, he's he's spent a ton of time as a sixth man. I think he's used to rolling with the second That's unit. That's the best part he, about he Smart. Yeah, he won't care. He spent a lot of time as sixth man, but you know, not recently. I mean, I think you know he, I think he I think he thinks he's good enough to be a starter. But he's he's a closer too. Like, you, how many line? How many times will you see lineups where Kemba's not yeah, closing a, a game? Yeah, Jimmy. You, you kind of play this game, Jimmy. Fournier is going to be a free agent. Smart's not. I, I just think you have to play that game a little bit in this league. Yeah, that's true, too. 
Yeah, I think so too. Also, yeah, that's a good point because I mean, and also, and I've seen it so many times against the Celtics. Fournier can get really hot in that first quarter. Like that's an, that's an advantage for for like guys like us that have watched this Celtics team all season long. Like how many times do you watch a first quarter where they're they're, they're behind by ten or twelve and you're just like they're probably gonna lose this game. Like I think starting games of, has all of a sudden like it's a it's really important for this Celtics team. I think moving forward, even if they get out to a slow start, at least get someone out there that can get hot from behind the arc. You know that's not named Tatum or Brown. Yeah, it's a tough call. I like I do agree with Jimmy that he probably is a better fit off the bench. Plus, you look at the starting lineup tonight, those five, that's a really good five there. Like there's just nice cohesion between them, ton of defense. And then you kind of bring Fournier in as the spark guy off the bench. From a basketball standpoint, that's the way I'd go. I think it's gonna be a little more complicated with that. And maybe, maybe. Yeah, no, I again, want I want Smart coming off the bench. I just don't know if he's gonna I don't know how much he's gonna, he's gonna want that. that. Yeah. I mean, who 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 wants to go off the who wants to go to the bench? I just think it's better. You just if if, if you have people who can all handle the ball with that first unit uh, and who are going to have space, having Smart running that point with the second unit, I think is just a smart move. You know, um, I I just think it makes more. Ba- I think it makes more basketball sense. But the tricky uh, thing there too, though, is you don't really have a second unit. It's like Smart and Rob and you know what else is there in terms of scores and guys to distribute to. You don't it's still really, a pretty thin right. team. You don't. You're right. That's a problem. Uh, That's but the I mean, second locker room. It's not <laughs> really. It's not really a second unit. It's your your start. That second unit has Tatum in it. You know, uh, usually just based off the rotation, he's coming in late, late first, and and running with that second unit in the second quarter to start it at least. So, um, real quick, who yeah. who was in who's in the second locker room? You think? Oh my god! Well, we know that. Neesmith in the second Neesmith's locker. Easy. Yeah. I don't even think court, he gets into that one. Every time he steps on the court, they're like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah. We've never seen this guy nice before. Nice to meet you. Pritchard. In there. He's going to be in def- there. Grant is definitely in there. Um, yeah, Taco's in there. Carson's in there. And everybody at the end of the bench is in that second locker. Grant, Grant and Pritchard are probably the ones that talk the most. Is Rob in there? No. I don't. Oh, that's a good no. question. That's a Tatum, good question. No, nah, no. Nah. Tatum was like, Rob, come over here, man. Come with us. Rob's pretty quiet. I feel like Rob's quiet. They're probably like, you can come with us, Rob. You won't You won't, You won't. won't bother yeah. us too much. Rob just strikes yeah. me as the type of guy who just leaves right after the game wearing his uniform and, like, shower shoes and just walk in a bathrobe <laughs> and just walks no. right out of the yeah, building. Yeah. That's actually kind of accurate, man. There were times where I'd be walking to the locker room and he's already dressed. He's, he's out. gone. I'm like, yeah, that was when he was doing all those DNPs, though. Yeah, you guys. He's not, just... he's not a whole court kind of guy. I do yeah, find yeah. that so interesting. Like that, you got Rob like that, and then LeBron or like someone like that, just like has like a two-hour routine and like sits oh, down and like holds the twenty-minute right court. We've we've all been there, man. <laughs> K- KG and freaking Rondo, and I was when I was at NBC, and we couldn't go off. And we're just waiting. To get those guys on the air, and it's Tatum like does it now. an hour and fifteen minutes, and I'm like, and they're just sitting there. So many late nights, just uh, why do they want to hang out? <laughs> they do their own thing. They go. Rondo would get treat. Rondo would do it to yeah, us. They get treatments. You would be. They'd come off the court, and the media just wanted to talk for five minutes, and he'd be like, "Nope, I'm gonna go get forty five minutes of treatment." He would make everybody wait. It's like they're the president yeah. of the United States. They got a report. <laughs> yeah, K- KG would, would – I think that's definitely where Rondo kind of learned it from. That's I where think. he got it. Where, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, oh, I can do this. I can get away with screw this. Screw you I'm guys. make these, these, the, the plebs wait here, and we would yeah. just sit there and wait all day. 
Celtics media um, like relations, they didn't have any power to really stop nope. it. They just sorry guys. That sorry, he's me. in there. And then the you'd wait. How about, how, how about how about you'd wait forty five minutes and then and then they'd walk out like sorry guys, uh, KG left. He went out the back. You're like <laughs> that would happen. <laughs> You're like really? Yeah, he went out the back. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you want to tell us? Sorry. Uh, yeah. This this comment puts it puts it very succinctly. Literally, yeah. No, I mean, there's nothing more deject more dejecting. Just like, like we're pawns. Yeah, it's Appreciate like you, midnight. And you're like, well, you. there goes that story. Uh, we're pawns. I was, was was Kyrie quick? Was he right out there? Kyrie was good. He was he's just like whatever. Yeah. Kyrie Sometimes would always. Kyrie faced a while, but. Kyrie faced the music. He talked every day. Um, it, it, isn't he would that just, really amazing? Like, he, 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 he would just belittle you to your face. He didn't make you wait around for an hour. He got it over with right away. He got yeah, he right out. You get the, it you get really, back. You got to be quick on your, on your toes. I missed that. It's unbelievable how fast everything there shifted because, like, it truly did all – I know there were moments, but, like, everything was just progressing smoothly, right even through that first round that year. And then right when you hit round two – it just blew up like an atomic bomb. And it probably was just fizzling for a while, but like there really weren't signs throughout those, or too many signs throughout those first two years that it was just going to capsize like that at the very end. I'm leaving this one up here. Romeo could be a big... So here's the thing about Romeo. He's he might actually, play Monday. He's actually not a human being he took who that is from, alive he took that from in this world. Notes. I haven't seen him. Have you guys? Have you guys seen him once this year? Joe Sway's taking Does a couple cell phone videos from the garden of him warming up, right? No, that, that was like Bigfoot that footage? was like two months ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was gonna come back freaking jacked. I'm telling you, we it's weekend at Romeo's. There's actually it's like we, the movie Weekend at Bernie's. Danny Ainge tried very hard to trade Romeo this year and just couldn't get it done. So we'll see if he can actually show up on the court and play. I'm still bullish on Romeo. You are. Too I, bullish. I'm, I, I'm excited to see it. The amount of hatred you have for Neesmith is equal to the amount of love I, look, you have for Romeo. No, I, I've Neesmith been pretty honest about time. Neesmith, though, right? Like, yeah. I want to see him play because I want to see what he can do. But every time he plays, I'm like, oh, my God, you know? <laughs> you want to see him play so you can get mad at him. <laughs> no, I want to you, – because you got to see what you have in him. Oh, I agree completely. It's awful right now. Romeo has a framework, it, and it's probably going to take – It might be next year. It's probably going to take some adjustment for Romeo to get back in the flow of things, but he he knows the speed of the game. He knows the defense. He knows all the stuff you need to from a full year of this. Of, you know, maybe not playing, but just being in practice and around the team and all that stuff. So I don't think it's going to be, especially since they were so patient with this, a massive leap for him to get back out there and do stuff, especially in certain matchups. So that's the advantage I gave Romeo. I want to be more patient with Neesmith because he didn't get to do all that. And Romeo's returns have been kind of limited despite all this time and practice and summer league, all the other stuff he had. I'm, I'm holding out hope, John, because we mentioned Grant's role. There'll be certain other matchups where Romeo is a better version of Grant. So he'll definitely get shots for sure. So Neesmith, Neesmith looks like the coach's kid out there. It's like Brett, before he go, Brad sends him out and she says, go get Not him. Not Buddy Bayheim though. Just go get him. And Neesmith goes out there and just, you know, he's running all around. He's diving for the ball. He's, yeah. Getting in the way. Oh my god! He's, stand, stand, he's in the wrong position, and then you know he comes out of the game. And you know, good job. That's rough. All right, John, uh, Syracuse at nine or nine fifty-five tomorrow. Celtics at nine. It's just another killer. It's a tough one. All right. Well, I we are openly rooting yeah. against Bayheim. 
We have a back to back. Um, so uh, back tomorrow. It's uh, we're at the ninety minute mark. Once again, I want to remind everybody. And again, really good, uh, really good crowd tonight. Uh, well, we're here Friday night. Appreciate Friday night, really Friday good night, again. W. Coming off the trade deadline where we had a ton of people, so it was awesome. Again, subscribe to our YouTube channels if you haven't already. Follow at Jimmy underscore Toscano at Real Bob Manning. And again, this is Jimmy, formerly NBC Sports, CLNS Media, at Real Bob Manning, Celtics blog, CLNS Media, and Boston Sports Journal, and at Joe underscore Sway, heavy.com, CLNS Media, veteran of WEEI.com, myself, John hey. Zanis, John underscore Z-A-N-N-I-S. Um, we're here. We're bringing it every night. Uh, we'll also have, uh, you know, Sherrod Blakely coming in and out and other uh, cast of characters uh, on the show as well. Where's Max? We need Max back in here. Max, <laughs> yeah, Max, Max. Gonna, I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna record something tomorrow. I got something from with Max, so we're gonna try okay. to do it early, well before the yeah. games. So. so we say this all the time, and I get I, I got to give a quick run of it. Um, for those not familiar with everything on our network, we're loaded with podcasts, particularly basketball podcasts. Nice. Joe Sway, who co-hosts the Cedric Maxwell podcast with Max. Um, we've got some stuff coming out there. So absolutely we're subscribed yes. to that. His own podcast, Causeway Street Podcast, Bobby Manning with Dome Theory, also on our network. Jeff Goodman and Bob Ryan, that's on there right now on subscribe on uh wherever you get your podcast, but it's also up on our YouTube channel. We streamed it live earlier today. Winning plays Celtics Beat Podcast. What else am I leaving out? Um The A-list. A-list. The A-list with Ashrod Blakely. Awesome episode uh, this week with Sam Amick, uh, who was a oh, massive yeah. newsmaker. Um, and really, really good. The Jimmy um, John podcast. Jimmy John podcast. In development, yeah, that could be next. In development, totally and, be next. and the Garden Report. Garden Report coming daily. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast version of the Garden Report. We do put the audio out there uh, the night of, so if you want to listen the next day, you can't listen the whole thing. Definitely go grab True. that. You don't pay for YouTube, so you can't like watch it and listen to it without closing your phone. You can just go to Spotify or Apple and download the the audio version. You don't you don't have to look at uh, at Bobby. You can just listen to it. <laughs> the voice. Is, no, I, I think the picture is better than the voice. In my I love case. this comment. <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> How about what's the point of just tomorrow? Like, really, what's the point? <laughs> What's maybe Rob, point? maybe maybe Rob gets a triple double this time. Who knows? We'll see. What's the point uh, of tomorrow's show? What's the tomorrow's, point of this podcast? Tomorrow's show is all of us saying when Fournier when they, Fournier plays and the chemistry is terrible and, they and suck. he shoots he shoots twenty seven times and Tatum's like bruh you know <laughs> and Horford goes off for twenty five. I would say didn't Isaiah get like ejected like a quarter into his first game? Uh, yeah. His first game didn't go that well. And then we'll the second see, game, he blew it up. It's it's reason enough. Uh, Fournier is expected to play tomorrow. I assume he's going to play real minutes. Um, so, uh, we so, got yeah. Lou Dort tomorrow. Lou Dort, one of the all-time. Al Horford. Good name. Can't wait for that one. Right now. Right. The jersey's kind of slumping up there. but Oh, you know what? Rob's definitely going to have a big game because that that's, uh, that's he, he called Al his, his mentor his first year with the Celtics. So this could be a True. big game for Rob again, you know? This isn't the blog. The grasshopper and the uh, young grasshopper and the teacher. Right. And the he's come a long sucks. way. You know, you know Al, too. Al will put his arm around him like, hey, man, I've been watching you. Guys, you don't there. have to listen. It's Al not a blog. kill him with kindness before the game is what Al does. 
<laughs> yeah, guys, see that little see that little X in the corner? <laughs> Just leave. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> we don't want you on here either. <laughs> this blog sucks. If I could control the comments, I would have booted you a long time ago, bud. Um, yeah. John is not giving me that privilege. Oh, yeah, you can do it. Um, all right, guys, thanks again. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Sure. Good night, everybody.